eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is a Friday morning, game weekend, homecoming 2019 at the University of Alabama. That means another big recruiting weekend upon us in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the Crimson Tide of course, hosting those Arkansas Razorbacks to talk about the weekend from a recruiting perspective, something I like to do that we call Around the Horn with Hank South here on the Built by Bama online podcast. We're going to get in-depth in recruiting with Hank right now. Hank, how you doing? I'm making it, Travis. I'm making it. <laughs> that sounds like someone who has spent the last couple of days answering the question, what in the hell happened to Uh, Eric Gilbert, Hank? How many times have you been asked that here in the last 48 uh, hours or so, Hank? You know, once we got past the window of, you know, him him announcing it and putting the LSU hat on it and nobody really reacting because everyone thought it was a joke. um, I I think I got about 15 text messages, you know, five D five or six DMS, you know, all in a span of 10 minutes. So, you know, it's been, it's been fun sifting through all that, but uh, I I think, uh, I think I'm finally getting above water here on a Thursday evening. So uh, I think we're moving on. (laughs) Yeah. A few gifts you probably had thrown your way maybe as well. Um, But let's talk about that because look, I don't cover recruiting for BamaOnline.com, but I dang sure listen to people like you. I listen to Tim Watts and it's not just our guys at BamaOnline.com that were uh, in, in the direction of Eric Gilbert to Alabama. It was guys who we respect, voices re- we respect grateful, greatly that cover Georgia, that cover LSU, that had crystal mm-hmm. balls in for Gilbert to go to Alabama. So I guess e- even as big a surprise that Gilbert didn't pick Alabama, I think I was even more surprised that he didn't pick Georgia or Clemson, that he picked LSU. That was the biggest surprise to me in all of it. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when we, when we were talking with Eric throughout his recruitment throughout the past, you know, six months, he talked about, he wants to see production on the field to the tight end position. And, and another big factor was he wanted to see who was coming in at quarterback in the 2020 class. And so, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of, there, there was a lot of optimism surrounding Alabama. Once Bryce Young flipped, there was already some optimism prior to that before Bryce Young flipped from USC to Alabama, um, that, you know, the tie was in good shape. He was in the, uh, crowd for the, the Alabama Duke game where, uh, a couple touchdown passes to tight ends. He saw that he saw Bama using the tight end position. He saw the production in the last few years with Irv Smith and, and OJ Howard. And so like a lot of signs were, were pointing to Alabama and, and, you know, he, he, he surprised the recruiting world. I, I think, you know, when, when you look at levels of surprise or, you know, how big of a surprise it was, you gotta, you gotta look at, you know, 
even LSU was surprised. And you kind of you got to look at his family. You know, his family even, I think, thought it was Alabama. You know, I actually talked to his mom today, um, you know, just just catching up, just talking about the decision. And, and, and she said she she really thought it was Alabama for a minute. And, and she was shocked to see him pick LSU. So, you know, o- only Eric Gilbert knew his decision yesterday and, and he shocked the recruiting world. And, you know, I've only been covering this for, uh, you know, the 2016 class was my first full year covering recruiting. And, and I've got to say, this is probably one of the bigger, if not the biggest surprises that I've seen. So do you think this is over with Eric Gilbert? Do you think he's done? I know he made a comment to that effect uh, following his commitment on uh, Wednesday night. Do, do you believe that to be the case? Do you think it's a situation where he's entirely shut it down? Or uh, do you think this thing could go right up until the, the early signing period? You know, I think it's worth still watching and, and monitoring things with, with Eric, just, you know, just because, you know, if any if yesterday taught us anything, it, you know, anything can really happen in recruiting and fluid is certainly uh, a good way to define it all. But um, I, I think he's pretty solid. I, I don't see him wavering from this. I think Bama will still probably, you know, reach out to him and talk to him and, and you know, continue to to pitch uh, what they have to offer. I think Bryce Young will probably still be trying to talk to him. Um and, you know, go from there. So we'll see, you know, but I, I think Bama is probably going to, you know, circle back and, and look at some of these other tight end targets that they were on prior to uh, this whole Eric Gilbert uh, recruitment. Let's talk about some of those guys. Obviously, there's another five star that's out there uh, who we've talked about, Darnell Washington out in Las Vegas. Uh, talk about his plans coming up, Hank, and maybe a couple of other targets that could be on the Crimson Tide's radar. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. You, you we look back to, you know, April through June, that kind of period in this cycle. And Darnell Washington seemed the more likely of the of the tight end targets for Alabama to end up with the Crimson Tide. Uh, you know, he took the visit to Tuscaloosa in April. He's been once prior to that. And then he came back in June. Um, I actually had my crystal ball on Alabama for Darnell. Arnold Washington for a period of time. And then as we got closer to the opening finals um, in the summer after Eric Gilbert took his official visit to Tuscaloosa, um, it, it became a little bit more evident that that things were trending more in favor of Alabama for Eric Gilbert, at least seemingly in favor of Alabama and, and less for uh, Darnell Washington as, as he kind of started trending more towards Georgia. And so, um, you know, he, he's had an official visit plan to Alabama for the LSU game since the summertime. He's been talking about it since then. Um, I, I checked yesterday and that visit is still on. Um, and, and so, you know, this is an opportunity for Bama to, you know, maybe, you know, get back in his ear. Um, George has already had him on campus for their official visit, so they've already burned that. Um, he, uh, and so, you know, th- this is an opportunity for them to, you know, to kind of get back in his ear, pitch the Bryce Young impact, obviously the needed tight end. Um, and, and if you look at, you know, kind of this recruiting cycle. I mean, these are, this is one of the better tight end classes in a while. So, you know, it's, it's never good to miss on your top target at the position, but, you know, to be able to kind of circle back and some of these guys still available, Bama kind of has a, a a little bit of a a benefit there for sure. Um, And, and, you know, talk about, you know, a a really elite talent in Darnell Washington, who's uh, I think pushing six, eight, about 270 pounds. Some people think he might actually end up at offensive tackle by the time he's done um, developing, but you know, uh, certainly not as polished of as, as a pass catcher and, you know, in that area as, as uh, Eric Gilbert, but Darnell Washington offers a lot. And he really, uh, when we saw him live at the opening finals in June, he really showed out uh, beyond that 
Theo Johnson, a top 100 tight end actually from Canada. He's been kind of mulling over taking an official visit to Tuscaloosa for the LSU game. We'll, we'll see if that happens. I, I think, you know, Bama has some work to do there. Um, and then another really interesting name is J.J. Pegues, or he, uh, his full name is Jeremiah Pegues, but he goes by J.J. Pegues out of Oxford, Mississippi. He's actually kind of like a uh, he's rated in that athlete class like like Darnell Washington, um, a big guy, 6'2". I think he's he's probably on 255, 260, uh, but just, you know, a, a really talented player, a guy that can can do a, a bunch of different things for Alabama out of the tight end position. He's actually um, said Bama is his number two school behind Auburn. And that, that's been throughout this whole Eric Gilbert um, recruitment as well. So he, he's been a guy on the radar for a while. Um, and I actually caught up with his camp last night and they're they're thinking about setting up an official visit for uh, the Western Carolina weekend. So certainly a guy in the mix and a guy Bama has uh, stayed in, in close contact with. So there's options. Um, you know, obviously they would have liked to have Eric Gilbert in the class. And, and I think they'll still recruit him as much as they can. You know, if, if he's listening, if he's receptive. Um, uh, but some of some of the guys to to know are, are those aforementioned trio moving forward. You mentioned Bryce Young being a part of this class at the quarterback position. Did that sort of add to the surprise for you with the Gilbert decision? And does it make you perhaps think that from a quarterback recruiting standpoint, LSU is pitching something to Eric Gilbert that maybe the rest of us aren't exactly clued into at this point, perhaps grad transfers, uh, guys that are still out there. Um, what did you make of that aspect of it? I think there's got to be something to that, Travis, just because, you know, you look at the the guys they have committed in LSU's 2020 class, Max Johnson, TJ Finley, talented guys, but certainly not to Bryce Young's level, in my opinion, and to the recruiting rankings opinion. Um, you know, he, he talked about that being a major factor in his decision. And, and when I caught up with Eric a couple of weeks ago, um, I asked him, you know, point blank, does Bryce Young being in Bama's class help Alabama? And he said, yes. Um, obviously, you know, didn't, didn't help him enough to get a commitment, but, um, uh, you know, you, you gotta wonder is LSU, do they have some plans in place? Obviously miles Burnin is there too. He's been there for a while, but, um, are, are they going to go after a guy like Derek King, um, or, you know, whoever else is in the transfer portal here in a few months, once the season ends. So very curious to kind of see how that plays out, um, under, under center in Baton Rouge. Yeah. You never know with, with the grad transfer route being what it is now. Uh, and, and understanding there's a formality to that process that is in place. We all know the old back channel routine. <laughs> we know how things work even before guys hit transfer portals. Um, so let's talk about this, Hank, moving forward. Uh, a great job, by the way, sort of outlining the, the tight end position uh, as it sits moving forward in this recruiting class. But a big weekend coming up. We talk about LSU, Alabama trying to swing a couple of playmakers that uh, look to be headed to Baton Rouge as of this time. Yeah, you know, you know, Alabama would love to return the favor this weekend with with a couple of uh, LSU's top commitments officially visiting Alabama for the for the Arkansas game, and these have been visits that have been in place for a few weeks now. Um, the the most notable one in terms of ranking is Rakeem Jarrett, the five-star receiver from DC um, St. John's college, that powerhouse program out there on the East coast. Um, you know, this has been a recruitment since Bryce Young committed. This has probably been the recruitment we've seen affected the most by Bryce Young's addition in the class. And, and uh, you know, Rakeem Jarrett, he committed to LSU last spring. 
uh, kind of did that one by surprise too. You know, LSU has gotten a lot of surprise commitments uh, from these elite guys in, in this class. You know, Elias Ricks last uh, on Christmas Day last year, and then Jermaine Burton as well, another receiver. These these guys that you know you weren't seeing LSU land, uh, you know, in recent cycles that, that they're popping early this year. But um, Rakeem Jarrett hopped on board in the spring and, and has kept things open. Tennessee was thought to be the favorite prior to that, uh, but once Bryce Young uh, flipped to Alabama. Things kind of, you know, open the door kind of opened a little bit more in terms of Alabama's pursuit of him. Um, he's been to campus before. I think he was on campus last in March, uh, but this will be his first time back since then. Um, and, and yeah, this is going to be an interesting one to watch. Obviously, Bama has some ties to that program out in D.C. Keelan Robinson last year, Terrell Lewis in the 2016 class. Um, so they, they certainly have inroads in that program and, and can, uh, you know, sell that East Coast to, to Tuscaloosa kind of that that pitch. Um, and, and, you know, Bryce Young doesn't hurt either. And then Kayshawn Bo- uh, Booty, the four star receiver from Louisiana. Um, he's a guy that's been saying it's 50, 50 Alabama LSU, and that's with him being committed to LSU. So this is an opportunity for Alabama to kind of press there and maybe get things swinging more in its favor. Um, and then of course, you know, uh, we've seen commitments, Alabama commitments kind of getting their official visits in as, uh, as the fall goes on and, and Roy Dell Williams will be on campus this weekend. And then, uh, Seth McLaughlin as well. So four official visitors in all. Um, you know, it's, I think that's maybe the most we've seen in one weekend so far, if not tied for the most. And then of course, you know, I think we'll see several underclassmen, um, a lot of the other Alabama commits and state commits, especially make it back, um, to campus this weekend for Arkansas. Big weekend for Tennessee last weekend, big weekend coming up, humongous elite weekend coming up November the 9th for LSU, uh, still expecting, as you said, some really big time names, from an official visitor standpoint, but is this more of a catch your breath kind of weekend for some prospects around the Southeast in relation to Alabama, or do you expect a turnout at least similar to what we saw last week for Tennessee overall speaking? Yeah. You know, overall, I, I think it'll be a little less of a turnout. And like you said, kind of a, a catch your breath type situation. Um, you know, last weekend had the rivalry going, had the lights um, set up. And, and so, you know, it, it's going to be a big recruiting weekend officially, official visitor wise. Uh, but I, I don't think we'll see the same type numbers as we did, especially if you look over uh, at LSU with Auburn in town, too. I think a lot of the a lot of the underclassmen in the, even in the state of Alabama, I think we'll see a lot of guys, a lot more guys go there probably this weekend. And then obviously, you know, we're going to see kind of uh, the big, big show, big recruiting weekend for uh, for LSU in a, in a few weeks in town in Tuscaloosa. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking with Hank South. It is Around the Horn with Hank South on the Built by Bama online podcast. You can find the podcast anywhere uh, you do your uh, consumption there of podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Megaphone, uh, we've got you covered. We would certainly appreciate you subscribing to the Built by Bama online podcast, perhaps a review or rating while you're there. Uh, we'd love that as well. Hank, as we wind things down, um, some news and notes, I guess, other than Eric Gilbert in the last 
few days, or at least since we last spoke. Uh, I, I know uh, Jameer, is it Jameer Gibbs, the right. uh, the running back from the state of Georgia? You sort of previewed and outlined a potential scenario for him to get an offer uh, last weekend for the Tennessee game. Talk about how that sort of unfolded for Gibbs. Yeah, you know, we talk about how Bama does senior evaluations. They always, they're always watching tape. They're always, you know, keeping their eye out. That's how Christian Barmore ended up in the class in, in 2018. And that's how potentially we, we could see Jameer Gibbs end up in the class um, in, in 2020. He's a four-star running back from the state of Georgia, having a crazy good senior year, uh, you know, his stat sheet, he has lit up the stat sheet often this season so far. He made it out to Tuscaloosa uh, last Saturday for an unofficial visit and then picked up an offer in the process. He's currently committed to Georgia Tech. Um, you know, he's he's being respectful to Georgia Tech and their staff. He, he's not trying to make a big show of it all. So he's kind of keeping things a little bit low key. Um, but he is talking to Alabama. He is talking to Ohio State. I think Florida offered him as well. Um, but I caught up with him a little bit about the offer. Obviously, he said it was a, it was a big deal. Um, it was certainly one that'll have an impact on his recruitment. Um, and I asked if he's coming back for an official visit. Um, and he said he's, he's looking at that December 13th through 15th weekend. So kind of that last weekend, right before the early signing period, um, which kind of signals to me, you know, Bama still has some running backs that they're, they're looking at. And, and, you know, we saw one on campus last weekend in Zach Evans, the number one running back in the country. And we're going to see another one, um, back for LSU and Jace McClellan, the, the, uh, the, four-star uh, Oklahoma commit. And so they're, they're, they have some options at running back. It's looking more and more evident that Bama is looking to take a third back in the 2020 class. Um, we, we know that they, they have Roy Dell Williams, they have uh, Kyle Edwards on board, um, but they're still kind of keeping that. They're still kind of look to be pressing for, for a third. And so it'll be interesting to see how this kind of turns out, but Jameer Gibbs is certainly a name to keep in mind going forward. Um, you know, if, if Zach, if things don't, pan out with Zach Evans or, or Jace McClellan, um, that December 13th through 15th weekend might be pretty interesting in terms of what Jameer Gibbs ends up doing. Well, Hank, <laughs> anything else you think we need to cover on this edition of Around the Horn with Hank South, or uh, you think we're good? You know, I think I think we covered it. Uh, you know, as far as the Bama, the, the current class goes, we, we, we've seen a lot of guys shut down their recruitments this week. You know, it seems like guys are wrapping things up a little bit earlier this year. We saw Jaquez Robinson formally announced he's not taking any more visits uh we saw seth mclaughlin kind of say he, he the only official visit he needs to take is is alabama and then uh jackson bratton as well so you know it, it's funny to kind of see recruiting nowadays you know you have the commitment and then you have the guys kind of fully shutting things down we've seen that in a number of cases they, they come out and tweet again you know a year later that, that, that they're not going to take any more visits so it's it's a very interesting time to cover recruiting but you know bama's uh i, I don't think there's there's too much drama in terms of uh the guys currently committed that that we're going to have to 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 experience leading up to the early signing period there you go hank south recruiting analyst for us there at bamaonline.com Stay tuned to the BamaOnline.com roundtable leading up to Saturday's game with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Hank's going to have constant updates on who's in, who might be out when it comes to making the trip to Tuscaloosa. Uh, you know, updates throughout the weekend into next week from a recruiting perspective. Hank and Tim Watts, uh, no duo does it better in all of the business. Thanks a lot, Hank. Anytime. Thanks, Travis. That's a wrap for the latest edition of the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryder, thanking you once again for joining us here on the pod again. Stay with us at BamaOnline.com for continuing coverage 
for everything Crimson Tide.